Hi listeners, Sarah Reed again. I think I should say at the top here that if you haven't listened to the previous seven episodes, not much of what follows is going to make sense. It's been a week, and I've put together as best a picture I can from the audio we have left. And we don't have that much left. The most interesting stuff is off of Corin's recorder, which I have now, here near the end. Forget about Jonathan for now. Let Darla Wells look into his disappearance for a while. Don't worry, it was just a bump on the head. I didn't kill him or anything. If you've been following along, you'll know that Corinth has been missing for eight weeks. That much is true. But here's the thing. Jonathan knew where Corinth was. He's known it all along. I have a better picture now of what he's done, but I still can't exactly explain why. It's like some kind of twisted game. But if you've heard Corinth's story, and my story, you deserve to know. I'm going to stop talking now and play something so you can see what I mean, and exactly how much Jonathan's been hiding from all of us. I'd like to introduce to the court, Exhibit A. I call that one Cthulhu in Void. It's 3 a.m., Sunday, June 13th, and this has been The Twilight Hour with Jonathan Caswell. We've got a two-hour block of commercial-free classic rock coming up right now until the morning news at 5. Sleep well, Burgess Springs, and I'll hear you late-night birds again next week. Yeah. Yeah, come in. Hey, Sarah. You can come in. I just went off air. What's up? Why are you up this late? Does mom know you're here? No, I snuck out. (laughs) Probably give Robert a heart attack. Look, Jonathan, I'm... I'm starting to remember things. Things about the day I went missing. Oh yeah? Like what? It's okay. I'm still your big brother. You can tell me. I... Remember us going into the mine. It's okay. Take your time. Why don't you start from the beginning? Describe the whole day. What did you do that morning? Okay. I remember it was a Saturday in June. I slept in almost until noon, and Mom had made blueberry waffles, so I warmed some up for lunch. You remember what you had for lunch? It was so long ago. No, it wasn't. Not for me. I remember I went to the mall with Courtney and Heather that afternoon. Courtney bought basically everything in Claire's. I got a bracelet from Spencer's and we ate those gross mall pretzels. Then when I got home, mom and dad weren't there, so we went out to the mine. You said your friend Paul had gotten some beers and you were going to split them down at the quarry. I guess I didn't realize the quarry meant the mine. Anyway, I remember driving up the mountain in Paul's truck. Paul was cute. I'd always thought so, and I sat between you and him. I knew we were doing something we weren't supposed to do, but you never brought me along for things before. Why did you bring me along then? It just seemed like a fun idea at the time. I'm sorry, Sarah. It was late by the time we got to the mine. Lots of rough back roads. 
Paul's truck was so uncomfortable. I kept hitting my head because I didn't have anything to hold on to. And then we were there. Paul parked the truck in the trees and we sat on the back drinking and at one point, I don't remember who, but someone dared someone else to go into the mine. Paul. Paul dared you to go into the mine. Okay. So why did you come? You begged me to. Didn't want to go in on your own. Okay. Well, I remember we both had flashlights. We were exploring. And after a few minutes, I wanted to go back, but I didn't want to say so. I didn't want you to think I was a chicken. And then, all of a sudden, we were separated, and I, I didn't recognize where I was. It was a full-on cave with pillars and strange shadows, and then there was the sound, and then... It's okay. You don't have to go on. I understand. Jonathan, there's more. It's okay. You should take it slowly. I'm not sure where I started to remember things then. I think it might have something to do with Jonathan and Corin's close encounter with the witch. Even though I wasn't there, just coming into contact with it activated something in me. But one thing's for sure. Jonathan didn't want me to keep talking. Because I did remember more. There was the sound. Like insects. It's the only way I can describe it. It was like finding yourself in the middle of a forest, surrounded by millions of cicadas, singing around you. No, singing at you. Singing, screaming, impossibly loud. There was so much sound, my ears bled. That must have been the blood they found in the mine. But I've seen the crime scene photos now, and the place they found the blood is nowhere like the cavern I was in. I wasn't alone in the mine. I saw her. It. I saw... Whatever Jonathan and Corinth saw, the Alabaster Witch. It was huge, bigger than the cavern somehow. Perspective all seemed totally out of whack. And it was white, this god-awful rubbery white. And there were others besides the witch. I could see people, I don't know how many, maybe dozens, trapped in the walls of the cavern. The stone seemed to have flowed over them and they were just visible under that top layer of rock. Some of them were standing up, like stalagmites. It was like I had walked into hell. It was so, so cold. And then I realized two things. The first was that no matter how much I wanted to run, I wasn't going anywhere, probably for a very long time. And the second was that all these people trapped in here with me, they were being eaten. You probably won't believe most of this, but that's fine. What I have to present to you next is what's most important. I told you Jonathan knows where Corinth is, but so do I. The same day, when I came back to Jonathan in the recording booth to tell him the things I remembered, that was the day Corinth went missing. Jonathan never stopped recording. I guess he figured he'd be able to come back and delete the audio from the studio before anyone found out. He was wrong. Corinth found it. I didn't recognize where I was. It was a full-on cave with pillars and strange shadows, and then there was the sound, and then... It's okay. You don't have to go on. I understand. Jonathan, there's more. It's okay. You should take it slowly. 
Jonathan. Jonathan, I can't breathe. It's too tight. Shh. It's okay. Go to sleep now, sis. I don't like this part. Let's fast forward a bit. That sound you're hearing is my brother dragging my body out of the recording booth. Now, just a few minutes later... Hello? On the security camera, I can see Corinth doing some late-night investigating. She's being a good journalist. Or maybe a bad one. I don't know if it's considered breaking and entering if all the doors are unlocked. Anyway, she's obviously digging into my brother's audio files. He keeps all of them tucked away right here where I'm sitting now, in his recording booth, and where Corinth is hunting for evidence on the recording. That'll be Jonathan trying to get back into his precious recording studio. You can see in the tape Corinth has noticed the security camera. She's putting it together. She's just put something into the tape deck. She's listening to it. It must be the audio we just heard because she looks shocked, too. Now she's running out the door. And I know where she's going. Sarah. Sarah, goddammit, I'm getting in one way or another. She's going to the mine, because that's where she vanished eight weeks ago. He's inside. I gotta get out. If you don't hear from me, 